You're listening to a podcast from Grace Church in Salado, Texas. For more information and resources just like this, visit us online at gracesalado.com. Hello and welcome to the Grace Church Salado podcast. My name is Sam Ramsey. I lead the worship here at Grace Church Salado, and I'm just filling in for David Laws, who's out this week. Um, I'm joined here uh, again by Corey Woodard, who's the minister to students at Grace. And today, our life verse is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 through 25. Yeah, cool. So it goes, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us also. Uh, so this kind of this is the beginning of the benediction uh, that Paul gives at the end of the Thessalonians. And so it is both a prayer and a promise uh, to the Thessalonians, and because this is God's word now, it's a prayer and promise to us as well. Uh, but to really grasp the fullness of that, we really need to understand the full context uh, of this book. So Sam, did you want to take us through that a little bit? Yeah, I was just noticing when I was reading this this passage how when you, when you start looking at the full book itself, it brings so much... Uh, power and uh, depth to this passage right here near the end. Even how uh, it talks about at the end of chapter four about the the coming of the Lord and how there's some really powerful imagery there. And so when you read through all of that and then you get to the end and you and you see what the writer is saying here, uh, it 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 holds so much more weight in in your heart, in my heart. I know, and so it just makes such an impact on your soul to to read. Uh, these scriptures in context. Yeah, and so Paul is giving this benediction um, because as we are preparing and waiting for the return of Christ, we need to be sanctified uh, as we wait for that. And so one of the key points here I think that we can see in verse 23, because Paul says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And kind of the, the key there is that it's God who is doing the sanctifying. Uh, we are not doing the sanctifying through our own effort. What I think is important to remember is that God's grace is not just for our conversion. Uh, it's God's grace that does power that conversion, but then it's also God's grace that continues to power our sanctification through the rest of our lives after our conversion. And so, yeah, I think it can be really easy to think that it's just for that moment of conversion when in reality it's God's grace that that brings us through the rest of our life and it's God who does the sanctifying rather than us yeah and that's such a comfort because I know if it was up to me it would be a horrible mess (laughs) yeah and then Paul goes on to say may you be kept uh he he says that we need to be blameless uh and we need to be kept sound and blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus. And right before this, Paul actually gave kind of a summary of what it looks like uh, to be sound and blameless. Um, And and there's a lot there, so if you get a chance, just, yeah, go back and look at at chapter 5, verses uh, 12 through 22. Uh, And and the kind of the main focus of that is that Paul says at the end of verse 21, 
and beginning verse 22, hold on to what is good, stay away from every kind of evil. And so what's key there is that there is some something for us to do. We can't just be idle. Uh, we can't just sit and wait for God to sanctify us. In fact, Paul tells us as part of those exhortations to admonish the one who is idle. Um, but it is, it's key to remember that it's God who is empowering that sanctification. So while there is these things to do, while we do need to make an effort uh, to stay away from every kind of evil and to cling what is good, it's the Spirit of God that empowers us to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a powerful truth. Yeah, and so then kind of going on here, um, what's really cool is that Paul says that he who calls you is faithful. He will do it. And so a couple weeks ago on the podcast, uh, we were talking about Romans 8, um, and it says that, and Paul says there that uh, who, who God predestined, he also called. And, and if we are in Christ, that's us. And so we are the ones who God has called. And so we have this assurance here in this benediction that he who called us is faithful and he will complete our sanctification. And I think that's really important to remember because a lot of times when we're in the midst of a struggle with sin, especially when it's one that we've been living in for a while, it can be really easy to get discouraged in that and to think that God has rejected us or forgotten about that. But this promise reminds us that that's not the case. This promise, this benediction reminds us of two things key things, that God, that Christ is going to return again, and that, and we can be assured of that, and that as we're waiting on that, God will fulfill our sanctification. He is, because he is faithful, he will do it. Uh, and then we kind of come to the end of this, uh, of our text for today, which is brothers and sisters, pray for us also. Do you want to take us through that, Sam? So yeah, it seems that Paul is reminding us that we, as followers of Christ, need to pray for each other, and we need to constantly seek God. Um, and I know personally that unless this is something that I constantly am reminded of, whether it's by reading this text and seeing how often it's mentioned, or um, by another brother or sister in Christ, if I'm not reminded, if I unless I make it a discipline to pray, then I'm so often tempted to just... Um, fall into apathy and, and to not pray. And that, and that is the tragedy because um, we're not taking that, I'm not taking that opportunity to, com- to commune with God and to, to grow in the way that we, we see this text calling us to grow. Yeah, and I think part of that also is Paul says, pray for us also. And so that us that he's talking about, uh, we see at the beginning of this letter that that's Paul, Silvanus, who's also Silas, and Timothy. Uh, And so Paul is asking the people of Thessalonica to pray for the ministers and pastors as well, Um, because we need prayer too. You know, we are, we as well are still on this journey of sanctification. And and so like we ask for your prayer um, that we would follow the Lord where he is guiding us, that our pastors and elders um, would follow would follow Christ where he guides them to lead this church. Uh, and so I think that's that's part of it as well that we can miss. Um, I think it's often easy to think that those in leadership over us in the church have it all figured out. 
um, but they are still being sanctified by the Lord as well. And so it's important for us to pray for them, to continue, to pray for their continued sanctification, um, and to not just pray for each other, but pray for our leaders as well, um, because they're a part of our body. They're a part of this family of God as well. Yeah, that's that's so good. That's very eye-opening. Um, I know that uh, being on staff as a, at a church that I need everyone's constant prayers. I love how at the end of verse 23, um, where it says that he will keep us sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and how we get that constant reminder in Scripture of his return, and how his return and our hope of heaven and our hope of the eternity with Christ that we are given is is a constant anchor for us. I just love, every time I see that in scripture, it's like this sweet reminder of like, oh, that's right. <laughs> there's there's more than this this physical life um, that's fleeting in front of us. While it, there's so much joy and richness in our life now, there's so much more joy that we can, that's hard to even imagine. So it's good to see that constant reminder. Yeah, man, I think that really takes us into the application of this verse uh, or these verses. And when I look at it, I really see two applications for two groups of people. Uh, The first group is those who are in seasons of suffering or despair. Uh, And that hope that you just mentioned is really key for those people. And the application for them would just be holding on to that hope uh, and remembering that Christ is coming. This is a promise. What's awesome about the way that Paul says this is he just assumes it. He doesn't, uh, in this part, he, you know, he, he talks about it earlier in this letter, but in this part of this, he just assumes that it's going to happen. Uh, and so holding on to that hope and, and remembering that Christ will come and he will make all things new again is, is the application for that first group there. And then the second group is those who are in seasons of gladness, um, and I think the application for that group is just to continue to pursue um, that soundness and blamelessness for the whole spirit, soul, and body. Can just continue to pursue to stay on the narrow path uh, that leads to life while remembering that you are not the ultimate engine of making that happen. It is the spirit of Christ dwelling within us that empowers us to uh, to pursue that blamelessness. Wow, yeah, that's such a, a good, uh, concise way to put it. It's such a great reminder, like you said, as we walk through life, no matter what happens, we can have this hope that is an anchor for our soul because of what Christ has done for us. Well, I hope you have been encouraged uh, by this podcast, and we look forward to sharing with you again next week. Mm-hmm.